0: October 27th. Now, as we turn our attention to the New Testament, our reading today will be from the book of Titus, chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. And uh, during the reading of this chapter, we'll learn about living, whether we are young or old, married or single. We are all needed in the local church, and God has a job for us to do. One test of spiritual fellowship is its ability to accept and minister to a variety of people. How we live either blasphemes the word or beautifies, and those who minister should set the example. We will learn about learning. God's grace not only saves us, but also teaches us how to live the Christian life. Those who use God's grace as an excuse for sin have never experienced its saving power. The same grace that redeems us also renews us, so that we want to obey His Word. And then we'll learn about looking. What starts with grace will lead to glory. The return of Jesus Christ for His people is more than a blessed hope. It is a joyful hope. It's a unifying hope and a living hope. And it's a stabilizing hope. It's also a purifying hope. G. Campbell Morgan wrote, I never begin my work in the morning without thinking that perhaps... He may interrupt my work and begin his own. I'm not looking for death. I'm looking for him. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. October 27th, Titus chapter two, verses one through 15. But as for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects right teaching. Teach the older men to exercise self control to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have strong faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that is appropriate for someone serving the Lord. They must not go around speaking evil of others and must not be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children to live wisely and be pure, to take care of their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely in all they do, and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good deeds of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Let your teaching be so correct that it can't be criticized. Then those who want to argue will be ashamed, because they won't have anything bad to say about us. Slaves must obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back or steal, but they must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people, and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with self-control, right conduct, and devotion to God, while we look forward to that wonderful event when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. He gave His life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing what is right. You must teach these things and encourage your people to do them, correcting them when necessary. You have the authority to do this, so don't let anyone ignore you or disregard what you say.
1: I can prove it because in my heart, I don't say I think, I hope. I say I know. And you know, there's another element in our lives that we don't think much about, and that's the element of faith. You think of the faith that you have to have every day. You have to have faith that your wife didn't put poison in your coffee this morning. You have to have faith in her. She might have felt like it, but she didn't. (laughs) You have to have faith in the bank. When you write a check and sign it and you have money in the bank, you have to have faith that the bank's going to pay it. You have to have faith in the government. When you pull out a dollar bill, Now I know it's shrinking, but you have faith that back of it is a dollar, that people will accept it as money. Everything we do is by faith. Now, for example, when I come up on a hill, and I live in the mountains of North Carolina, and we have a lot of hills. I don't stop my car before I get to the crest of the hill and get out and walk over and see if somebody's coming up the other side on the wrong side. I have faith to believe that the drivers are going to stay on their side. Faith, 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 everything. When you sat in that chair, had you ever sat in that chair before? I bet you didn't pick it up and examine it and put your hands on it to see if it would hold you. By faith, you just sat down in it. You had faith that people wouldn't build a chair that wouldn't hold you. Everything we do is by faith. All right, take the same faith. Put it in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you will know who Jesus is. You accept Him by faith, and He comes into your life and into your heart, and you know that He's who He claims to be. On that Damascus road that I referred to a moment ago, the Apostle Paul said, Who art thou, Lord? And then Paul asked him another question. Paul said, What do you want me to do, Lord? And Jesus said, Arise and go. I'm asking you today to arise and come to him. Now, some of you can ridicule. Some of you can reject Him, some can just put it off and say, I'm going to wait till another time. Or you can accept Him as your Lord and your Savior and your Master and the Son of God. And He will come into your heart and forgive your sin and change your life. Jesus Christ superstar, Judas. Don't get me wrong, I only want to know, he said. And then the haunting chorus, Jesus Christ, superstar. Do you think you are what they say you are? Yes! And more, 10,000 times more than two men in England ever put in those lyrics is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And you are asked today to receive him. In fact, if you're going to go to heaven, the Bible teaches, you have to receive him. If you're going to have your sins forgiven, you have to
0: Psalm 99, verses 1 through 9. He is holy and he is high. Therefore, give God the honor that's due him. We'll learn to fear him as uh, we read this psalm. The greatness of God makes the earth shake, and it should make the people tremble. Even the demons tremble when they think of God. It's frightening to hear how carelessly many people speak about God or to God. It's even more frightening to see how carelessly people live, as though God will never require an accounting from them. Next, we'll learn about exalting Him. The Lord is exalted in strength, righteousness, and holiness. One way to exalt Him is by your worship, but you must back that up by a consistent walk. Christ should be magnified in your body so that the lost around you may realize how great He is. Now we'll learn to call on Him. Three great men of prayer are mentioned to encourage you in your praying. They were not perfect, but they heard God's word, obeyed it, and God answered when they called. The word of God and prayer must always go together, and so must prayer and obedience. Psalm 99 Verses 1-9 through The Lord is King, let the nations tremble. He sits on His throne between the cherubim, let the whole earth quake. The Lord sits in majesty in Jerusalem, supreme above all the nations. Let them praise Your great and awesome name. Your name is Holy. Mighty God, lover of justice, You have established fairness. You have acted with justice and righteousness throughout Israel. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow low before his feet, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also called on his name. They cried to the Lord for help, and he answered them. He spoke to them from the pillar of cloud, and they followed the decrees and principles he gave them. O LORD, OUR GOD, YOU ANSWERED THEM. YOU WERE A FORGIVING GOD, BUT YOU PUNISHED THEM WHEN THEY WENT WRONG. EXALT THE LORD, OUR GOD, AND WORSHIP AT HIS HOLY MOUNTAIN IN JERUSALEM, FOR THE LORD, OUR GOD, IS HOLY. PROVERBS 26, VERSE 17, YANKING A DOG'S EARS IS AS foolish AS INTERFERING IN SOMEONE ELSE'S ARGUMENT.